Greetings! Welcome to Film Gazers, a podcast focusing on the science fiction, horror, fantasy, trinity, and 20th century entertainment. I'm Steph. I'm Jess. We're cousin slash besties. Join us as we reminisce, discuss, and review films from our childhood. So guys, um, I don't think we have uh, much going on in terms of announcements. Um, oh, it oh, seems that Jess does. She just raised her hand. <laughs> I raised my hand. Uh, uh, yes, Jessica. Excuse me, ma'am. I actually have a shout out mm-hmm. for this episode right. um, to Kenna at work. Hi. Hi. Um, she actually inspired me to think of Romy Michelle for Friendsgiving. Oh, nice, nice. Because months ago she said, let me know when you do Romy Michelle. <laughs> okay. Because that's my jam. Nice. And a quote that we use often at work is, oh, Ramon, oh, oh, Ramon. <laughs> Also, one of my favorite. Oh, Ramon. Oh, oh Ramon. Ramon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my, my, well, just while we're on the subject of some of the favorite quotes, I also like, oh, will you excuse me? I cut my foot earlier and <laughs> my, my shoe is filling up with blood. blood. <laughs> <laughs> then she like drags her foot. Yeah. Thank you, Kenna. Yeah, because we both love this movie. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, perfect to put it on her radar again and yeah. let's think about it. And then, then we're the, thinking of Friendsgiving. Yeah, like, oh Friendsgiving. My God. Perfect. Yeah. The stars alive. Exactly. <laughs> Thanks, Kenna. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, yeah, uh, we've been doing Friendsgiving. We already did Thelma and Louise. And now we're going to knock it out with Romy and Michelle's mm-hmm. high school reunion. Also the ultimate friendship movie. Yes, yes, definitely. I think both of these movies super shaped our friendship. No, you're right. And they were two good examples of female friendships. Mm -hmm. Um, Because even though they might have differences, not get along or one hurts the other, you know, vice versa, they like were able to overcome and uh, build Suck on a healthy up, relationship. Apologize. Here. Yeah, yeah. And do the right things. <laughs> do the right thing. For one another. Right. You know. And yeah, and I do think we kind of like were able to see healthy friendships like that on screen. That, you know, let's be honest, when you're kids, you do emulate a lot of the stuff mm-hmm. you see, you know, in film and stuff. So, and this is one of those like magic movie moments where I feel like, oh, hey, we got that at least. Exactly. <laughs> Strong female friendship. <laughs> Because, I mean, there's a lot of other movies from that era with, like, female friends that probably could have been rather toxic, you know? Right. Single white female. Girl interrupted. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, there you go. Oh, yeah, that's a... a, I love that movie. Oh, me too. But, yeah, no, that's not the kind of friendship you you want. Exactly. Yeah, that's a good, good example. In December, we have questionable Christmas movies coming up. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jess, what did you pick? I picked Batman Returns. Good one. Good one. The best Batman. Yes, it is. In my opinion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I agree. Danny DeVito. Michelle Pfeiffer. Amazing. Yes. Amazing, all of it. And Michael Keaton has always been mm-hmm. my personal favorite Batman. I mean, he he's our generation's Batman. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. <clears throat> I went with, it's funny that we both chose series movies. Um, I'm going with Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. Nice. Um, it, I think, 
all the Harry Potter movies, even the ones... I went with the first one because it does have more of the Chris, Christmas kind of stuff in it, at least. Mm-hmm. Um, but I watch all eight of them every... Pretty much every December. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, this will be fun um, to kick off. It'll basically kick off my, my eight nights of Harry Potter. So... <laughs> So I'm looking forward to that. Because to me, it's just, I don't know. I love a good, like, trilogy or just a good series. Mm-hmm. And Harry Potter is... Yeah, just classic. Just classic. Kid, like, yeah. magic. It's... Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's good. It's, just, it's <laughs> good. Cozy. Mm-hmm. It's good. It's good. It's good. It's good. <laughs> so, what else you been doing? What you been watching? Um, I started a list actually of mm. um, like comfy, cozy holiday. Oh yeah, Thanksgiving Getting, holiday. Just kicking movies. it all yeah, off. Kicking it off. Um, I was making my Thanksgiving menu, and then I was like, "Oh, yeah, let me go ahead and see what kind of movies." Let <laughs> <laughs> me just go ahead. And think, what kind of movies? <laughs> so how your inner, inner monologue. This is what I sound like, and I had. <laughs> I don't really. <laughs> anyway, uh, and I'll post the like official list on our Discord. Nice, nice. But included are two of the ones that I watched recently. It's Groundhog Day. Heck yeah, classic. And yes, I love that one. And I forgot how beautiful Andy McDowell looked in that. Mm, she. She's just very beautiful. She's and I love her hair. skin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, her hair is too. And her beautiful. like fair skins against mm-hmm. her like chocolate brown hair. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, she was very 90s chic. Yeah, Bill Murray at his like peak funniest, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And then I also got halfway through You've Got Mail. Oh. Before I had to go to sleep. <laughs> so I went on a little binge. Uh, not too, too long ago, um, where I was doing kind of like rom-coms and everything. And so I did the whole Meg Ryan, like Tom Hanks spiel, mm-hmm. um, and did you got mail and sleepless in Seattle discovered. I do not like either. Really? <laughs> they just kind of pissed me off. <laughs> and, and you've got mail, Tom Hanks character. He can fucking kiss my ass. Yeah. <laughs> like I know. I don't know. I didn't, I didn't joke. I mean, they still put her out of business. Yeah. I like, know. The whole, uh, I hate that movie. <laughs> like I will straight up say it. I think I hate it. Yeah. So why didn't you just fell asleep through it? I, I was, had to go to bed or, or whatever. Like, this is garbage. But then yeah. I was like, Oh man. Cause it'd been a while since I watched yeah. it. Yeah. And he's just like condescending. And, well, and I really and, like, don't like their reading of their emails back and forth. Yeah. It's all just, it's not it's not good good. (laughs) (laughs) the only thing good is like the aesthetic obviously yeah you know the autumn in new york yeah ooh, a bookstore yeah and a cozy bookstore capitalism shuts down exactly (laughs) you've got mail (laughs) you're out of business you're homeless and and now you get tom hanks (laughs) yeah and in return well i mean he can buy you whatever bookstore you want baby And you still been on your Frasier binge? Yep, still watching the new and old Frasier because a new episode comes out every Thursday. Oh, there you go, nice. So then, me and my mom watch it on Friday nights. Oh, how fun! Mm-hmm. Something to look forward to exactly. on Friday nights. That is one thing I kind of miss about watching certain things that are airing, 
you know, like once a week. Yeah, yeah, we're like, oh, this is what we're doing tonight. Like, um, like ooh, the new Frasier comes out. Yeah, well, we were doing that still with like uh, the Game of Thrones, you know, yeah. oh, Sunday night, you know, so we were kind of doing that. That was a long time ago. Like, yeah, yeah. Well, even the new stuff, the House oh, of the Dragon. Oh, okay. So it yeah. was kind of, you know, that was in the last couple of years. But we've been waiting for the, you know, it's going to probably be a while um, with everything that was going on with the strike and everything. Mm-hmm. So let them do their thing. No, no rush. <laughs> right. uh, I was a little more on the like Game of Thrones is dead to me until he fucking finishes the books and we get like the proper ending, ending. you know, and I, we gave though the new series a chance and it is good. I do. I am mm-hmm. enjoying it. So I was like, all right. Um, I, I didn't get into it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm like, I'm interested enough. Like I'm yeah. invested enough. I, I'm intrigued by the story. I do like the idea. And then they do like the age gap, you know, where, oh, now they've aged up up like so right you know so i was like oh okay like that's a little yeah like yeah i've seen a few episodes yeah let's try it out because we we're kind of doing our fantasy fantasy shows fantasy <laughs> sean connery <laughs> furniture. um we were doing that and then uh the lord of the rings show that's on amazon oh, i forgot about that and, i'll have to check that uh, one out it's okay I'm it's not, not very good. Eh, I mean, we're we're gonna watch it. Like, <laughs> and then like the I think the Wheel of Time show came. Yes, back out. and we've been watching that. And yeah, I think there is a new season for that. We just haven't picked it up. Me and my mom had watched the first season, but mm-hmm. it's been so long. Yeah, it's been like two years, hasn't it? Uh, yeah, I think it's been quite a while. Or I was just behind on when it came out. Yeah, because we've actually still been watching Dragon Ball Z. Um, getting <laughs> just I mean we do like one episode a day, so it's still gonna take a little while. Um, we've had two movie nights. Uh, last night we had watched, it was called Suzume and it was a new like anime movie. There's, they come out like every year. There's always like the one big like love story, like anime film. And there's like one that was called like, let me eat your pancreas. Like they, they'll have like crazy names sometimes. And like a lot of them will be like time bending and travel and love and uh, coming of age tales. So this is the flavor of the the year, I guess, is Suzumi. Uh, it was good, though. Did enjoy it. So funny. Half the love interest kind of... It's more of an adventure tale, really, than romance. But the guy gets turned into, like, a chair. So, like... So, be like, a chair is, like, running down the street. <laughs> it's, like, so... It's so, like, still anime in that respect. Uh, but it was cute. It was, it was a decent one-time watch. Um, and then I had chosen Ghostbusters Afterlife for my Ghostbusters movie. Kind of had forgot. So they did the Lady Ghostbusters. And remember, it wasn't right. very good. Like Oh, the the one with that actually has the original people yes, in it? Yes, yes. Yeah. This was the, and the Stranger. Yeah, mm-hmm. the Stranger Things kid. Um, I decided I am going to, probably today, I will sit down and actually record. I'm going to do a mini review for it. And okay. do an actual mini-sode. Just what I'll say then for now is... I was kind of disappointed with it, <laughs> so I'll go in a little further detail on the mini-sode. I've also been doing a show for a while now, and I realized that I kept forgetting to mention it, and it's because I've technically been hate-watching it. <laughs> <laughs> and it's on Shudder, uh, was where I had found it. It's called Discovery of Witches, mm, and okay. it sounds yeah. like like kind of a paranormal, supernatural, what have you, like um, romance, you know, kind of thing, which I've read some of those books in the past. I don't hate them as long as uh, this, it hits the right notes, you know, the story kind of thing. Um, 
this one intrigued me enough with the plot line. Like, she's a witch, but she didn't know it, basically. that she, Like, she knew she was raised by witches. Like, she knew what was going on. Mm -hmm. But she didn't think she had powers or things like that. And then, basically, a uh, story unfolds about, like, an ancient alchemical alchemical alchemy like alchemy alchemical text mm -hmm. um and it is uh, significant for there's three basically like creature races like there's witches vampires and demons um it's based on a book series so i feel like maybe the book series is better because you probably are getting usually more is. explanations <laughs> yeah but uh, the show I want to like it. And then it's only like eight episodes, I think, the first season. So I was like, oh, and I watched it. And I was like, well, it was the first season. Maybe it'll, you know, like, I'm intrigued enough. But it's just so, ugh, it's like, it's so cringy sometimes to me. Like the, the sex scenes, like the way that they do the romance. Like it's so like cliche almost. You know, like he's like, oh, I'm a vampire and ugh, I'm going to protect you. And ugh, I'm getting like predatorial almost. Like, and it's ridiculous. Like and he, I, he I can't. Bites your neck while I have sex. No, no. So that's the thing. Like, oh, he can't. He has bloodlust. Oh, okay. There's something wrong with his genetic, like, <laughs> so, like it gets it gets into a whole thing so it's like so, vampire diaries it, yes exactly and i've never really watched one of those shows before so again i'm kind of hate watching it because it can be so annoyingly watching it like this the whole time yeah exactly like a stank, stank face. face the whole time it's <laughs> exactly it so I can't really say if I recommend it or not. I feel like it is for definitely if you are into romance and that type of thing. It probably is a, a great show for you. And I mean, it has like three seasons. So obviously people are watching it. Like, right. Just not your cup so, of tea. Yeah. Just, it's like, no, it's I guess I'm lukewarm on that cup of tea. <laughs> like, like, I want to I want to find out what happens. But I don't really care. Exactly. And also British Bake Off. The newer episodes, like usually always around this time of year, Netflix like releases like a the new holidays. season or something. Yeah. yeah, just anything kind of. So I've been picking that up, just watching like an episode here or there on random evenings. And like, oh, I want to feel cozy and comforted, and I'm gonna watch Bake Off. <laughs> oh, I've also been watching the new season of Ink Master. Oh out. yeah. Oh, I started watching out. Face Off too. That's kind mm -hmm. of like my fall asleep show. And I will be straight up with everybody as well. I've been having intense migraines for like this is day eight for me in a row of like having a migraine. I'm hanging on by a thread. So we're making these plans to say we'll do all these things. And I really hope for the holiday season um, we will continue to do so. But I do want to give a heads up just in case, because even just this morning I was like, if you're not feeling good, like, you know, we can cancel or whatever. So I just wanted to make like a courtesy shout out that just in case things get delayed in December or something happens, that would be the reason why. <laughs> right. There's a good reason. Yeah. Like my head feels like it's going to explode every day and it's something's got to give soon. Um, so wish me luck. <laughs> and probably looking at a screen doesn't help. Exactly. A migraine. No, it does not. So, um, yeah, I've had to like slow to, slow my roll and slow down on a lot of things like in my life right now. And I can't do certain projects, you know, or, or things. So it sucks. I hate it. But what can you do? Um, after the new year, I'm hoping I'll be able to start seeing um, like a neurologist for it and everything. I'm getting my health care coverage like taken care of. So wish me luck. <laughs> <laughs> You'll need it with insurance. <laughs> yes. <laughs> 
So with that, in this episode, we watched 1997's Romy and Michelle's High School Reunion. It was directed by David Merkin. The screenplay was by Robin Schiff, and it was based on the play Ladies' Room by Robin Schiff. Hmm. I didn't Pro- know. Yeah. Uh, produced by Lawrence Mark. It was starring Mira Sorvino, Lisa Kudrow, Janine Garofalo, Alan Cumming, Julia Campbell, Vincent Ventresca, and Cameron Mannheim. Cinematography was Ronaldo Villalobos. It was edited by David Finfer. Uh, music by Steve Bartek. And it was released April 25th, 1997. And the running time is our perfect 92 minutes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, the budget was $20 million and the box office was 29.2. Just broke even. I mean, yeah. Because I don't think we saw it in theaters, did we? Oh, no. I was 10 in 97. So okay. I was... I remember I probably first saw this movie closer when I was maybe 11 or 12, like when it was on, I'm pretty sure we watched it at your house. No, it was like on HBO or something. Mm, Okay. I think it was like playing on something like that. And we were like, oh, what's this? And then, then I remember we're like hooked. Right. And then I remember getting the VHS. And watching it all the time. And then thinking about it, knowing that this is a rated R movie. Is it? <laughs> it is. Because of the one fuck? Because of the fuck. And then I guess just the kind oh, of the sex. Ramon yeah, scene. yeah, the sex nature <laughs> of like a lot of the conversations. Crazy. Yeah, yeah. So I did it is not a, realize that. It is rated R, yeah. And our parents were like, here you go. <laughs> I mean, it was so tame. I wouldn't have even thought about it. I know. It. I, mean, I didn't think it was rated R like that either. But no. Like apparently. even because the oh, Ramon stuff, like if you're a kid, you don't know what they're talking about. No, no. Because she's just like. Well, he does say you got to say something nice about my penis. <laughs> yeah. But they're like, uh, I don't know. Yeah. Um, to me, it was so tame. Yeah. <laughs> There's no boobies. Like, I feel like that's what would justify an R rating. Uh, Nudity. Nudity, for sure. Not one fuck and a penis reference. (laughs) Penis reference. (laughs) Have you seen Mawina? Have you seen (laughs) Mawina? Um, So, yeah, it is based on an original play uh, by eventual screenwriter Robin Schiff. Um, she was in, I believe it was The Groundlings, the comedy troupe, and that's how she knew Lisa Kudrow. And okay. so Lisa Kudrow actually was always Michelle. She always has been. Um, it was in the play called Ladies' Room. Uh, Romy and Michelle, though, were marginal characters. And the whole the whole thing is supposed to be in a Mexican restaurant bathroom during happy hour. So the whole play itself was the setting was, oh, all, all these women in a ladies room kind okay. of thing. So, yeah, Romy and Michelle, they were the, like, Hank and Peggy and Beavis and Butthead, if you will. Like, they were, like, that small, you know, like, they were, like, these background, you know, they have a little scene, but they're not the main stars right. of the play or anything. Right. Um, so I thought that was funny. <laughs> um So after the huge success of Wayne's World, producers at Touchstone were looking for, like, kind of a female version they felt like that they could do. I was like, that makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense, yes. (laughs) Even the back brace sitting. No, no, no. Garth never had a back brace. No, no. (laughs) He's just a dork. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So all of the costumes were done by designer Mona May. Um, she had also done all of the original stage costumes um, oh, in the nice. play as well for Ladies Room. Um, the soundtrack cost $1 million 
to get the rights to all those like kick ass songs. Worth it. But the director, yeah, that was like a big thing that he. And like, I was like, that doesn't for. seem like a substantial amount of money, but maybe it was in 1997. Well, and then your budget was 20 million. Yeah. Literally, a million of it went just to the music. Mm-hmm. So that's. That's a pretty big chunk, I would yeah. say. But like I said, totally worth it. It did, yeah. I think it really helped cement it into the cult status that it is today, mm-hmm. for sure. Um, so Big Kahuna Burger and Red Apple Cigarettes make appearances in this film. Red Apple Cigarettes? And those are brands from Tarantino movies. Oh, okay. Yeah, so there's speculation as to why, but Tarantino and Sorvino did date during a time in the 90s. Um, And the production designer, Maine Burke, is also friends with someone named Jerry Martinez, who was the designer who created all the fake brands for Tarantino. And Martinez was quoted, it's a signature thing. It's Quentin's way of saying all these different characters share the same universe. So they're wondering, technically, I guess, Romy and Michelle are part of the Tarantino universe. Crazy. If that's the case. Um, I thought that was also very cool. So while Lisa Kudrow was going to be Michelle, because the director even was aware of her work in the play and everything and uh, with ground lanes and all of that. And he was like, yeah, for sure. Like, she's still going to be Michelle. Um, but originally Romy, they had looked at, um, Tony Collette for a little while oh. and, uh, but that didn't, that didn't happen. Nothing was ever set in stone. Um, and so he actually ended up with Sorvino and she had just won her Academy Award, um, for, uh, Woody Allen's Mighty Aphrodite. Hmm. Which I, I've never seen that movie. I don't even know if I've heard of it. I totally forgot that she even won an Academy Award. Uh, yeah, yeah. So I was like, I might have to, I honestly don't, I don't really watch Woody Allen films. I kind of on principle, because <laughs> I'm um, like, he's kind of skeezy. Yeah. And, I, uh, I don't know if I've ever really cared about his sense of humor either. You know yeah, I mean? yeah. No, I did watch one with Owen Wilson, actually. I think, or wait, was it him? And it was, like, he was in Paris, but, like, he goes and he finds this one place and it actually, like, takes you back in time in Paris. So, I did, like, the concept of the mm-hmm. film. Okay. But, like, again, one. his comedy and kind of how he writes, uh, I could care less. <laughs> Overrated drivel. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I feel about James Patterson. There you go. Um, it also didn't originally end with them getting their own boutique. Apparently, it was very ambiguous, kind of. They just fly away in a helicopter with Sandy Frank. Right, right. going to be like it. <laughs> um, but the director was quoted saying, the movie was in development hell for five years before I came on. He was like, the script just wasn't quite ready to go, and it had no real ending. Um, so he was like, it felt like there was no point at all, and I think that's why no one ever picked it up. Picked it up, yeah. And kind of ran with it. Um, but he he did really like it. Like, he saw something there. And so he did some big changes that kind of helped make it what it is, the movie that we all kind of know and love. Um, it was his idea to have them, like, extremely tight best friends. Because he felt like uh, in the actual film itself, originally, it wasn't written to them to be so, like emotional you know like there wasn't that kind of almost heartwarming feeling depth that we get to it um so that was where he began overhauling how close their friendship actually is supposed to be um and creating almost that like sisterhood between them instead Mm -hmm. um and 
an example of that was the uh, formative experiences of with the slow dance at prom. Apparently, originally this the scene is only mentioned, like you know, like in a passing kind. Oh, remember when Billy stood you up or something like that? So it was his idea to be like, no, we're gonna show that, you know, and like, mm, and, and he came up okay. with the scene of yeah. like, I'll dance with you, Romy, like, yes. yeah. So and that's the those are the parts that make this film. So I would say that Merkin did have a direct influence on that he totally created yeah he really did film for sure like even the original there was a dance sequence so it was like he took the bones of the film it's still like what it was um that she had written but he just kind of added the quirk to it was what it was because it originally was going to be more of like kind of a disco tribute to like saturday night fever or something like that okay and it seems also then that means they were kind of pushing possibly a more 70s kind of reference to maybe well, Romeo and Michelle. Scene in the club. Yes, yeah, exactly. That maybe that was what he was attributing to that, but the main dance scene he was like, "Nah, we're going to go different." Yeah. And then he went with more of the 80s with Cindy well, Lauper. That would have been their 10 years from their Yeah, yeah. So that's what I'm saying. I'm wondering if it was supposed to be though in a different year possibly. Well, you know, like in the original script. That's what I'm wondering. Yeah, so it ago. may be possibly. So that's why I'm like, oh, well, I like it having more of the 80s vibe as well. Mm-hmm. Um and it was supposed to be like at first everyone wanted like a really emotional dance sequence, but he was like, I want it to be emotional in a way it calls back to the the prom song that it's the same song that they had danced to together. But he was like, but I also wanted it to be incredibly silly, ridiculous, stupid, funny, and moving all at the same time. <laughs> that was his goal. He was like, that's the thing I love to do most. If I can do something incredibly silly that also moves you, then that's just heaven to me. And I was like, that's a great Good way of looking. Like, yeah, like yeah. that was. I love that. He yeah, and he nailed it because yeah. he really did. This movie is so stupid at times and so silly, but it's still so sweet and heartwarming. Mm-hmm. Um, and just to end the fun facts, Arthur Fry did in fact invent the post-it. Nice. <laughs> so with that, Jess is gonna take it away with that you googled summary. Ten years after their high school graduation. Romy and Michelle haven't exactly accomplished everything that they set out to do. Despite their strong friendship, their personal and professional lives are still lacking. When they hear their upcoming high school reunion, they take it as an opportunity to show their classmates how much they've changed. First by trying to reform themselves, then by creating a lie that eventually spins out of control. already discussed a little bit our earliest memories of this mm-hmm. film uh said i think i'm pretty sure it was on hbo at your house yeah. uh, late one night when we were we used to make our own movies mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah in the living room yep. mostly mm-hmm. all around the house yep so i definitely uh, that's it you know it that spurred it off and it was all history from there of i own this movie and i'm gonna watch it constantly mm-hmm. it's in the <laughs> Frequent rotation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say I probably know almost every line. I've watched it 
so much. It came back to me because I realized how long it's been since I. Oh, so it had been a while. It. Been over ten years. Oh wow, sure. wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, it hadn't been too too long ago. Like, because well, I like I said, I stopped watching movies it. for a while. There, yeah, you know? that's true. This is one of those where I feel like just in my youth I watched it so much. Oh, I did. That I can take yeah. a break and I'm. It still like all came like as soon as I watched it, I was like, oh yeah, I remember everything. So <laughs> about like, it, yeah. yeah, when I watched it again, I was like, all coming back. Yeah. All coming back. Yeah, but yeah, um, I remember the fashion. The fashion. Yeah, loved that Big as a kid. Out. I had similar outfits in '97. You remember my shiny shirts? Oh wear. God, yes. <laughs> and there was like a lot of like those little feather, feathery kind day, of but... yeah, like hems and sheer stuff. Mm-hmm. Which I, I had a couple it. of the like. I'm into the sheer stuff now. I know. <laughs> Even, like, the poofy pens and yep. the things in your hair. Like, yeah, I remember so much of the the fashion is very much of that era and time and uh, the platform shoes. Mainly mm-hmm. the biggest thing that I always think of a lot of time is when they're, like, on the treadmill or whatever. With like their With their platform those shoes, shoes. And you're like, oh, my God. I've done that before <laughs> at my parents' house. You know, I was like... Uh... Maybe 12, 13. Yeah. I was like, I want to see what that's like. So I put on my platforms and got on the treadmill and walked on them. Yeah. I was like, it's a good way to like practice walking in. And platforms, platforms probably. Yeah. high heels in general, really. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> You're like, it's training. Because <laughs> when I read that Britney Spears, she would train by running on her treadmill and singing at the same time. Oh, really? That's how she would like train herself for concerts. So nice. I was like, well, that's what I need to do. <laughs> so be running on the treadmill. Oh baby, baby! Oh my god! Because you know I love my treadmill. Oh yeah. Days. No, thank you. <laughs> no, I don't fucking run at all now. Nope. All right. Well, let's just get fully into it, shall we? The Just a Girl intro. Classic. Classic. That song was my jam. And then they, the, I love the intro of, it's kind of like a cold open with the credits in terms of like, well, not cold open, I'm sorry. Um, uh, just like straight into it though, like here's a credit scene and it's all like little fashion and like mm-hmm. material and stuff, which was cutesy. Um, and then it goes directly from the credits, so it takes you right into it. And... They show their apartment. It's adorable. I was like, they live right on the fucking beach. It's right beach. on the beach in like Venice Beach or something. Right. Like, they're what are always, you complaining about? Yeah, they are not doing that bad. You're already successful. And I just think And she works at a Jaguar dealership. What's like not good about that? Yeah, it doesn't seem like that'd be like, I'd be a like I work at work. I I work at Jaguar. Oh. Yeah. Well, that's fancy. And I live right on the fucking beach with my yeah. best friend. We go to the club every fucking night. I know. We make our own clothes. <laughs> go like, fuck yourself. I know. <laughs> like, when you put it that way, and even when I was saying, because I'm like, their lives weren't that bad for them to have been. And to look the way they look. Like, yeah. they were gorgeous. They're supposed to be, like, 27. Yeah. Like, so they're living 27. Living Living their best lives in California. That would be, in anywhere else, in New York, that's called Sex in the City. <laughs> Exactly. Like, why is it not cool there? And and you're going to give a shit what people from fucking Arkansas? <laughs> it's Arizona. Or Arizona think of you? Oh, man, that's funny. But no, I totally agree. That is 
one of the funniest things about watching this movie now, because I'm like, you literally like live right on the beach. Like you look out your window and there's the ocean in front yeah. of you and you're in LA. Like how much is Jaguar paying you, Romy? Because they've established Michelle ain't fucking working. She don't even work. She so just makes all her clothes. So Romy's <laughs> just been paying the bills, got her fucking seamstress bitch that just like lives with her and makes right. her clothes more. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I have a living seamstress. Uh-huh. Like, She's my stylist. But no, so it is funny because the outlook basically was this, was that, oh, well, they're 27-year-old women. They should be married. Popping out kids popping by Popping out now. babies by now. Yeah. So I did like. And working a high power, successful job. You have yeah. to do all three. Because well, this was the 90s you when have to be women could do it all. And they sh- they have to be doing it all. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was really, yeah, that was, I think the funniest thing to watch now where I'm like, oh, what was really cringe was the, um, we need to lose some weight. Not taking the chip out of her hand. Yeah. And they're all so thin. And then even when right. they go to the flashbacks and they're like, oh, when you were fat, when you were fat. fat and I'm like, she's like 130 pounds tops. Yeah. And I'm like, this is all. I know we talked about how there was, like, some positive female influence in this in terms of just, like, friendship of, like, forgiveness and, you know, things like that. But I will say that, again, this is another one of those chick movies from around this era of the late 90s where, uh, like, 130 pounds is considered so overweight. And yeah, and this is why, because like at that time, I was like 130 Mm -hmm. pounds. So was I. And now I am technically a little overweight and I would kill to be 130 pounds. Like, and that's like, what the night, like, no, that is fat. You are disgusting. Like, we're supposed to be 100 pounds? (laughs) Like, I'm five foot four. I got down to 115 and I looked like a bobblehead. Oh yeah, I, the smallest I ever got was 112 and I had dinosaur back. Right. Like, I literally looked like, what is it, like a fucking stegosaurus. Like, it was... all of my vertebrae. Yeah, it was gross. Like, and that was when I was like, oh shit, I gotta, because I was doing a very physical job, you know, so I was just like, oh, I gotta start eating more, you know, Mm -hmm. than like what I was could sustain myself on, you know, when you're just doing a more regular job. So that was when, but it was also part of my downfall because that was when I was like, I can eat whatever I want. <laughs> and then you thought you and could then, for the and rest then I of your life. Jobs. Yeah. And I'm like, no, I cannot. <laughs> so yeah, that was another thing that did bother me uh, in this watch was like, I'm like, she is not even chubby. No. Like, why are we pretending that she is? <laughs> Like, and then that's the way you make over yourself is that you have to lose a bunch of weight. Yeah. And get your hair blonde. Uh, yeah. That equals beauty. Mm-hmm. Obviously. Obviously. It's the nine days. That's the nine days. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's very um, paced well uh, in terms of it's just boom, boom, boom in this movie. Because yeah, we get the intro of them. Uh, you kind of see a little glimpse into their lives. And then we immediately kind of get Romy working at Jaguar. She's like uh, the cashier receptionist or whatever. And she runs into Heather Mooney, played by Janine Garofalo. Who, who looks beautiful in this I movie. I idolized her in this movie. Oh, same, like yeah. Janine Garofalo her, was... And the truth about cats and dogs. Yes, was definitely like my pick for like... And the whole thing is, Romy and Michelle are supposed to be slightly insufferable and not someone you really want to be like necessarily. Mm-hmm. You know, you just like to watch them and their journey and everything. But Janine Garofalo, she was like, she was the one who I was like, ooh, I like her. Like, I want to be like that. I want to emulate girl. 
her. And I did smoke like a chimney. Later. I know. <laughs> she did totally emulate her because she's a tiny woman also. And very angry. And very intimidating. Yeah. So I guess I nailed it. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so you get her uh, setting up the, the reunions coming up kind of thing. And then it's like, oh, only two weeks away. And right. I like how Romy and Michelle had no recollection and no one even had like sent them anything in the mail or however people did it back then. I wonder how they got a hold of you. I guess maybe that's what it, it was. If the you mail. moved away, yeah. they, they didn't know where they were. But yes, yeah, so they decide, hey, they're going to go. And this is when they're like pumped because at first they do. And like, like you said, they do have badass lives. But then they break it down saying like, oh, she's unemployed and oh, we don't have boyfriends and... You know, like, that makes everything about their life. So, it starts setting up to where they get real high, and then they get real low. Yeah. And they have the binge eating scene, which I did feel was very accurate yes. with all of the snacks. Because I remember us going to yes. Tom Thumb or wherever when I was 16. Yes, and getting all of our snackies. All of our snackies on. I was very partial to the Haagen-Dazs rum raisin at that time. I got butter pecan. Yes. That was my preferred. And Butterfingers. And seeing that old school Doritos bag also took me back. Oh, I know. I was like, Cool Ranch. <laughs> Early Cool Ranch. <laughs> so, yeah. So that's pretty much the setup is basically now you're getting, okay, we got to get a better jobs and, and like improve our lives in two weeks. So we look like badasses um, to our old high school friends. And we get flashbacks within this time, too, mm-hmm. uh, of them in high school. And I always thought it was funny that, like, the popular, they had everything by, like, A, B, C, D groups or whatever. Right. It was, like, their ranking of the popular people. And in the one scene, though, when they're going back to high school and it's supposed to be one of the teachers. And he's like, you guys got detention or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then she, <laughs> this is just one of the quotes I really like. She was like, I guess my husband, he dissects crayfish, but he has a great personality. <laughs> <laughs> cracks me up every time <laughs> um and this is where you get the billy christensen intro mm-hmm. of the crush that Romy has so again it's just it's a very solid concise setup yeah um and it's quirky yeah, right from the beginning they nail that too um so you already got the, they're adorable they're, to watch yeah they're together. adorable you can tell they're, like I said, slightly insufferable. Right. <laughs> but it, it works. Like, somehow you don't hate these characters and instead are like, oh, well, they're trying. <laughs> <laughs> Poor little things. They don't know any better. Yeah. Uh, but when she sticks those magnets to her back because yes. she has a back brace mm-hmm. on, um, I love that she was like, I'm laughing. Just laugh like I said something really funny. Yes. Whatever. I was like, oh, my gosh, that is... Totally the best way to be about that kind oh, of Oh, definitely. Yeah, I love that scene with that. Like, fully embrace being the weirdo. Mm-hmm. And people will usually leave you alone. Yeah, <laughs> they usually will. Because they don't fuck with crazy. They don't fuck with crazy. <laughs> and that's where, again, you get Sandy Frank introduced. Like, literally in this flashback, they're, like, setting you up for everything. You got the mean popular girls. You got the dorky guy Heather that's Mooney. in love with. Yeah. Heather Mooney's in love with Sandy. Sandy's in love with Michelle. Like you got me. Romy in love with Billy, but Billy's with the mean girl, Chrissy, who also, let's uh, point out that Chrissy, the character, laughs like Miss Piggy. <laughs> How's Miss Piggy laughing? She's like, oh! <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, yes. I love all her little noises that she made throughout. She, that actress does such a good job with the cooing and the. And it, that's what it said when it, the microphone it said cooing. Cooing, <laughs> 
She'd be the <laughs> Miss Piggy, like she makes yeah. Miss Piggy noises. <laughs> I thought she was just like watching in this this go. I appreciated the actress of Christy and yeah. how well she did that part. She was such a bitch, but her noises were on point. Yeah, on point, Perfect. and just even her face mannerisms, like everything she did was really well yeah. done. I was like, oh, she she nailed this she role. Nailed she that did mean really girl good. Bad. Yeah, she did. So, yeah, at this point, after they kind of have their recollections of school, and then they realize, ooh, how kind (laughs) of not fun it was a little bit. So now it seems almost, yeah, more of just like, I don't want to go back to see these people because I enjoyed myself. You know, let's totally rub someone's face in it. Yeah. And the scene where Michelle is supposed to be finding a job. And then Romy is supposed to be looking for boyfriends for them. We get that infamous, my shoe is filling up with bloodline because he's a suit salesman. But I'm like, what's wrong with a suit salesman? Okay, it's not okay for him to be a suit salesman, but Michelle's going to sell clothes. How is that any different? That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, like he would be equivalent of like... What she does. Yeah, what they do. Like they're like salespeople and yeah. work in customer service type And he stuff. works at a Mar- Armani. At Armani. Like, that's a super high-end yeah. store. Give 40% off at Armani. Are you crazy? Exactly. Like most employee discounts can and be up to 40 probably gets commissioned. Yeah. Like, on those like I know. $1,200 suits or how and, much it costs. And this is where, again, where you're kind of like, okay, like they're they're too superficial, you know? Or they're um, just not smart enough to realize what they actually have, I guess. Well, yeah. And they're also, though, the, a stereotype of, of a lot of women characters or trope, if you yeah. will. You know, like the, the ditzy, kind of materialistic, like, yeah, you know, shallow person. Um, so that can be frustrating when you know you're rooting for these characters and then well, you're that's like, what oh, I you're thought. so cr-. It's like, yeah, you get yeah. like, oh, feeling. Well, that's like- what I thought was so funny, though, because I was like, nobody's going to care what you do when you go to the reunion. They're going to care what you look like. They'll be like, damn, they look good. They didn't get fat. That is literally all anybody cares about <laughs> at any high school reunion is who got fat and who looks old. <laughs> I guarantee you nobody gives a shit what you do for a living. I mean, yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> I didn't, I... I didn't go to any of mine. Yeah, I never... Well, and I didn't, like, my, traditionally graduate. Like, some, I got my good enough degree because oh, I was like, I'm right, fucking right. done with this place. <laughs> like, I hated high school, so no thanks. My <laughs> 20th reunion has come and gone. Whoa, really? Yeah. Your 20th? 20th. Holy shit. That don't make fun. That means, yeah, I'm not... Oh, my God, yeah, I'm not too far behind you because I... I mean, like, I still, I left, I had a degree in every, you know, I got my stupid GED um, in 2005, so that was, yeah. Three years from now. Yeah. I just left a year earlier, but yeah. Yeah. Oh my God, almost 20 years. That's crazy. (laughs) That's crazy. Yeah. Oh, I don't like thinking about it. Nah, I don't give a shit. Yeah. Also, oh. Rummy's hair is atrocious in this. Okay, yes. What they, is up with the gelled roots? The gelled just like straight up. Yeah. Like, oh, we're going to have it straight up and out. Like fucking the McDonald's arches. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's how we're going to make her hair. That's like, it reminds me of, there was a Jamie French episode when she was like doing the 80s like hair and makeup. And she was oh. like, we got to make them gilly. They're not gilly enough. We want to look like gills. <laughs> I was like, well, she's got that kind of hair. Nailed it. No, I agree. Uh, Her hair is probably the worst part of this film. Yeah. Um, With the gel up. I don't know what 
makeup and something hair about Mary. I, kind of. Yeah. Look, I don't know. And when they have Michelle at her job thing where she like insults like boutiques, like you see that she's like almost not classy enough you know, right. to work at these other places. And she gets recommended to go to like, basically it's like a Dollar General, you know? Yeah. How they captured that is literally, that is exactly what it's like to be in that type of store. <laughs> the crying the baby. Ambiance. The, the ambiance. <laughs> the dollar store ambiance. <laughs> the fluorescent lighting. Was on yeah. point. And I could even, like, just looking at that scene, I could feel it even. I could feel the, like, musty, like, weird, like, semi-warmer, like, than room temperature that you want to be. Like, you know what you... Humid. Yeah. Slightly humid. Mm-hmm. Little damp. Yeah, little dampness. From all those used items. And there's items. a stale, musty kind of smell. You know? Like, I don't know. It just really, I was like, whoa, you took me there. Right. <laughs> Like, I stepped in there with you for a minute. <laughs> yeah, because I feel like that was just, yeah. It took me back to totally that old yeah. school big lots. Yes. That we used to go to, and you'd walk out and be like, I need to wash my hands. Yes, it gave me, like, Piggly Wiggly vibes. <laughs> <laughs> when I was a kid, we'd go to the Piggly Wiggly. Like, yeah. that's the vibe like, I got. Ew. Yeah, where you just feel icky because it smelled weird. Like. Yeah. Like, uh, so yeah, they, they nailed that to where I'm like, yeah, you can see why, why she didn't want to work there. And she's like, I want to go away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then this is, uh, they even have the singled out singled reference. Singled out. Oh, I was like, man. oh my God. And she's like, you're too old. 25. Yeah. Try VH1. Try VH1. <laughs> Such an insult oh for that time. Oh my God. VH1. You're old too people. old to be cool already at 27 years old. <laughs> Because does she's supposed to be married, popping out babies exactly. by now? Exactly. If you haven't married by the time you're thirty, you're a fucking spinster. Yeah. Game over. Yeah. <laughs> Might as well go gay. Um. Uh, like I said, we mentioned uh, the binge and everything, but also I just this film also took me back to when times were simpler. <laughs> With them also sitting and, like, reading the magazines. Like, reading Vogue, you know, and everything. And, like, it also took me back because I'm like, that was such... Like, a thing that we did. Like, I even us. Like, I remember, like, oh, my God, we're going to go to the store, like, and buy a bunch of magazines. Yes. And we're going to, like, look through them and spend the day and have our snacks and make our vision boards. Exactly. Like, like it was so much fun. They still have magazines? Yeah. And that's when I, that's what took me back. I was like, oh, my God, I should, nothing's stopping me from buying magazines again. Exactly. I'll bring home magazines from work sometimes, like yeah. Southern Living. Well, my journal sister, shout out in case she's ever randomly listening to this episode. Hey, girl. Um, <laughs> she, I, I feel like she's like a magazine person still, too, because sometimes she'll send me one that like she's finished reading, mm, okay. or she'll find these like workbook kind of ones that are like journals. Um, she just recently sent me one called like Bella Grace, and it was like, ooh, it seems like real fancy. Um, almost like aesthetic kind of magazine. And mm. I was like, oh my God. I was like, and that's also, I feel like this month things are just telling me, you need to go buy a magazine. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, you're like, vision board. <laughs> yes. Will make a difference this holiday season. Somehow they will heal me. Yes, they will. 
<laughs> so it's cathartic to create something. Yeah. So uh, yeah, this really um, also kind of struck that chord in me too, though. It was like them looking at the Vogue and the yeah. you know. Oh, and what a good day sipping coffee, picking out which magazine you want. Yeah, get. and, and like we still have a bookstore in town, um, right. like a Books a Million, and they have still that whole I think That's a good back books a row. Yeah, yeah, I was like, oh, they have a whole back row still of magazines. I just never come back look, there and look, look at them. Either. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, oh, I'll go do that. I haven't, yeah, it's a little little fun treat and don't get to do very often anymore. Live nice. old school. Exactly. Um, but yeah, so in that moment, though, in this movie, when they're looking at Vogue, is when she's like, oh my God, these executives are all so pretty. And she's like, those are models, Michelle, oh not I executives. Familiar. And this is when the, the kickoff. Of we're gonna just lie, which I'm like, mm-hmm. duh, why wouldn't you have done that? I know, but why you gotta be so so stupid like inventing like, something? That was my thing too, is like again though it's supposed to be just the comedy of the movie of how ridiculous they are, but I'm like, I would have straight up like you said, you work for Jaguar. Just be like, you could lie and say that you're like a top I'm the top salesperson for Jaguar. Exactly. Like, just, yeah. That would be more You know, believable. and then oh and then you drove up in a little red convertible Jaguar, mm. I think, or whatever that's right. nice. I like, guess it was a Jaguar. Right? I don't know. Yeah. Or she just loaned it from Ramon. Mm. Right. But um <clears throat> Yeah, so once they make the commitment to lie, and I'm like, just lie and say Michelle has a job. Yeah, or say Michelle's a designer. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. And, like, they live in Hollywood for a reason. They, like, move to, you know, like, L.A. or whatever. So I'm like, why wouldn't you even say she works on costumes on movies? Yeah. How, like, again, exactly. that's what's so funny, again, is that... Well, because they're not supposed to be all that bright. Yeah, is that, and that's where this takes it so outlandish, that they're like, we invented post Right. That is their genius. You know the yellow thing with a stick on the back? Yeah. <laughs> like, no one knows what fucking post-its, post-its are. are. She's like, something that everybody knows, but doesn't know who invented it. But were post-its, like, that new? That they could have invented yeah, it? Yeah, that's I what I'm saying. Well, like, and then Jim Garofalo was like, we learned about it in business school. Yeah. So, obviously, it had been out for... That's what I'm saying, for a while. So, I'm like, Well, they didn't have then, Google back then for them to... And that's, that again, where I was saying, like, none of... This whole story doesn't work. In today's time. Right. Like, you know, at all. Like, it cannot work at all. But in 97, even if... I mean, it was supposed to be a ridiculous lie even then. But like you said, there really was no way. No one was going to know how to disprove them Unless in they the went heat of and a made moment. a phone call. Went to the library. Right. Found a book on the... Like, yeah. Like, it was going to be an ordeal. It'd take longer than five seconds to pull yeah. out your phone and Google it. And then she was like, I bought a flip phone. Yeah. They get all out. So once they discover that, hey, we're going to just lie about this shit, Romy's feeling good. Yeah, we have the, oh, Ramon, she makes a deal with the car guy who's always flirting with her. She can borrow a I had to write it down. Explosions, the earth is moving. Is that an earthquake? I know, and I like it. It's Ramon. She goes, explosions, (laughs) the earth is moving. (laughs) The way she does it is so funny. Oh, man. So, yeah, so that's how they get that car, and um, they have the beginning scene where they're on their way. This is the Thelma and Louise moment. Yeah, it 100% is. In the convertible, they have their, um, I love their scarves, Mm -hmm. like, around their hair and everything. With the big sunglasses. To me, that is peak girl's trip. Oh, attire. A hundred percent. One day, that's going on the bucket list. We have to run a convertible. Oh, uh, And go on a trip. We'll go back to Ooh. Style. Or we'll go drive off the Grand Canyon. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? 
tell people we're going. <laughs> we'll see where the wind takes us. They'll be like, you didn't pack a bag. <laughs> you don't need bags where we're going. <laughs> wink. <laughs> wink. <laughs> then we'll play that fastball song. <laughs> <laughs> I can't think of the tune now. <laughs> no way of knowing, no, 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 knowing the way. You can see the road that they walk on is paved in gold. <laughs> oh my god, dying. Um, <laughs> so on their journey. Oh, one thing when she was like making faces at the little boy in the car ride. Yeah. When she was like, oh my God, are my lips that big? I was like, was it a bad thing to have big lips in the 90s? Uh, maybe. Like, Whoa. I guess lip fillers weren't really a thing then. They must not have been. Because yeah. now it's like the bigger the better. Yeah, yeah. It's funny to think about too, yeah. And I was like, whoa, nobody. Wait, like, why would that be a bad thing? Every woman on the cast of Friends, small little lips. That's true. That's true. Rarely wore lipsticks. Mm-hmm. Or if they did, yeah. That Courtney Cox little tiny little lip and her little brown lipstick. <laughs> <laughs> like just, just a smidge. Just a smidge. Just a smidge. A little smidge of lip for you. <laughs> just a little color of brown. Spice it up. <laughs> Look like, like it sucked on a turd on your lunch break. <laughs> so they make a pit stop so they can change into their business clothes. Yeah. Um, which reminded me also just this meme I saw the other day. <laughs> it said, now granted, it wasn't 97, but what they were wearing, those tight little sexy, almost like business suits. Um, the meme had said though, like, oh, the year 2007 had us really wearing business casual up in the club. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, it's so true. Because you would have those like, and that's why their outfits <laughs> reminded me of yeah. that. Because you would wear like the kind of like really tight, like yeah. you know, like uh, pinstripe, like whatever, yeah. like vest or yeah, like blazer right. that like really made your boobs up high right. or something. Like that. I was like, <laughs> with like black slacks. Yes. <laughs> oh, but yeah. So their their business suits. That's what that took me to. I was like, oh my god, exactly ten years later, like in 07, I feel like they were referencing. Like the Romy and Michelle, like yeah. career woman outfit. <laughs> and then they make the big to do about uh, do you have a businesswoman special? That was so hard for me to watch this time around. It's one of the most awkward scenes yes. in the movie. It really is. We don't have nothing like that. Yeah, we don't we don't have well what kind of business are you in? <laughs> and they're like <laughs> They didn't even think about this. Because this is before the post-it idea. Yeah. Like, yeah. And she was like, I can't believe we didn't think of anything. And, um, yeah, so this is actually when they get the bright idea. Um, and this is what creates the ar- the argument. Mm-hmm. Because Romy essentially, uh, technically, is the smarter one, I guess, out of the two. I guess. Right. <laughs> like, that's a strong, I guess. You came up with post-its. Uh, I don't know what that means. Uh, yeah, smarter. exactly. Because I'm like, Michelle can actually, like, sew things. Like, she has, yeah. like, at least a skill set. Right. Because all they ever say is, like, oh, Romy helped design them. So, really, Romy seems like kind of the weak link to in, an extent. In reality, right. Maybe. But I'm like, she's the one paying the bills. So. True. I mean, they're both idiots. We've yeah. established this. <laughs> um, but this is where they go on. 
And uh, they get into their argument because she's basically, yeah, implying to Michelle, she's not smart enough. You thought about making them yellow. Right. <laughs> and then Michelle's obviously offended by this. Cause, and then she's like, well, it's your grandpa or rich uncle. And then, you know, Michelle's like, I'm not feeling valued right now. Exactly. Like, and then they get into it by going, uh, I'm the Mary and you're, you're the, the Rhoda. <laughs> and this is a big thing. Now, we didn't really grow up watching a lot of Mary Tyler. Tyler Moore mm-hmm. show. Um, so this, I think, hits obviously uh, a slightly older uh, demographic for us. But I would still argue 100% that I'm probably the Rhoda out of the two of us. I'm the Mary? I think you're the Mary. Uh-huh. <laughs> I think it's just because I'm more comfortable with attention. I think so. <laughs> Um, and I don't really know, but I, they were obviously just going by cuteness factor, right? Um, which I totally forgot that that's what the reason was. I really thought it was just because like, oh, because Mary is the main star, right? Like, you right. know, it's not, not, not just cuteness. Not just cuter. Yeah. Because, oh, Mary's cuter. And I'm like, I don't even know what Rhoda looked like. I can't really even remember. I thought it would be fun if we pull it up oh, right sure. now yeah, and yeah, record yeah. our reaction. Mary, you're the Mary. I don't want some 2000s. I guess they mean a movie hmm. in the year 2000. In the year 2000. In the year 2000. I'm going to put yeah. OG. Original. Um, I think Rhoda's prettier. Rhoda definitely looks meaner, though. Oh, Rhoda is really pretty. I think Rhoda's prettier. Why yeah. Would, yeah. She's got better mouth and teeth. Yeah, I mean, Mary Tyler Moore always, like... Had some horse teeth going on. <laughs> <laughs> I when they were younger, yeah, I think they're both equivalent. Like, yeah, yeah I they're both really pretty. I don't really think one's prettier than... Like, n- she's not obviously prettier than the other. No. Like, yeah, like, that's where I that's thought... That's a personal yeah, preference. Yeah, that's definitely a personal preference. I think she's actually a little bit prettier, in my opinion. I know. I'm like, actually, I think I might. I like a fuller face than a woman. Uh, yeah, there we go. <laughs> so, yeah, definitely. So, that is subjective. We have right. determined that the Mary and Rhoda, definitely subjective. You should be honored if you're a Rhoda. Exactly, yeah. That's not I don't, an insult. I don't think that's an insult in any kind of way. So, yeah, I thought that was fun. I'm like, well, let's actually look and see, because yeah. I don't remember at all what Rhoda looked like. No, I was like, I barely remember what Mary Tyler Moore looks like. I know, exactly. <laughs> Um, so yeah, they have this whole argument though, and this argument goes quick. Like it goes from zero to 100. Like I'm the Mary, you're the Rhoda, you're stupid, you're ugly. Yeah. We don't even need each other anymore. Mm, separated. You're dead weight. Dead weight. Dead to me. Yeah. When I get to Tucson, we're through. Yeah. Like, yeah. In- instantaneously. And then I do think it's funny that she falls asleep and she doesn't wake her up once they get there. <laughs> <laughs> that... Is one of the most accurate things in this yeah. movie of two friends who are fighting like, bitch, I was going to leave you asleep in the exactly. car. <laughs> like you that. can't wake up. That's your own damn fault. Mm-hmm. But before we get into that, and the first time you watch this movie, they do the dream sequence, and I do like how he does it. It's very gradual, because when you first get there, you just see them walking. It has a ha oh, all kind of like music which is your first indicator but when you're first time watching it you're not paying much attention 
It has, though, a very dreamy-like quality when you go and, like I said, this is, what, probably my thousandth time watching this fucking movie. But it's, uh, yeah, very, they go very dreamy, but not obviously dreamy. And that's what a good chunk of this movie is, though. It is. A huge chunk I didn't ever realize is the The dream sequence. reunion. Yeah, yeah, the faux reunion. And you're just along for the ride because, you know, like at first they're not obviously letting you know. It's It's just, there's just weird little things. But the movie's already been kind of quirky and weird. So you kind of don't know if it's just, oh, is this just a joke in the movie? Or, but it just gets so outlandish as it builds up. (laughs) I mean, it's it's not outlandish until she gets hit by the limo, I think. And that's when it really starts getting outlandish. (laughs) Oh, really? No, I think when they go in... And, oh, no, no, I guess that is after the limo scene. So, yeah, you're right. It probably is the limo. Because I was like, also, when they walk into the reunion and there's just pictures of Christy everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and there's, like, in the background, there's, like, those magnets that she stuck on her back. Oh, my God, I never noticed that. (laughs) I would either until last night. Oh, see, that's... See, like, the little banana and the... That's so cool. (laughs) Like, yeah, they're like decorations on the wall. I was like, oh, oh my god, god. that's awesome! So yeah, I guess they had even more little hints, yeah. and you don't even little notice Easter necessarily. That's so funny. So Sandy Frank, when he was dreamy, the dreamy version. Yes. Is that still Alan Cumming with makeup? <laughs> okay. I was like, is that him with prosthetic? I, I think because that was, he does not look that dreamy. I, I think that was also at the discretion of the director. I think that was also his idea. He thought it would be really funny. Yeah. If, like, I mean, it is like, funny. Yeah. It was very funny because you were like, that's not a good face. <laughs> no. He looks so much better. As Normal. Himself. Like, yeah. like, why would that be a dreamy face? <laughs> Um, With yeah, a giant nose. Yes, I mean he looks like mass. He looks like Aristotle. Uh, so yeah, they go into it though that um, Romy's there, and she immediately runs into Billy. And, like, they're supposed to be having their moment, like, at the reunion. And, um, yeah, Michelle is, runs into Sandy, and now he's handsome. Supposedly. <laughs> Supposedly. Um, and then, like, <laughs> she comes over at the top of the low, and she's like, hey, guys, they're messing down. And they're like. And they just fly out. When they fly out of the limo, then you fully know. Like, oh, okay. Okay, this is a dream. <laughs> but prior to that, when they have them, like I said, just first running into the people, and you're still not quite 100% sure this is a dream yet, um, Michelle knows the full formula to glue. Right. And, and she even surprises herself with it. Like, huh? Yes. Yeah. Because in the dream, they're still both going through with the post-it. Both of them are. Right. And I then you hear. All by myself. Yeah. Robbie's saying, like, she just thought about making them yellow. And then that's when Michelle's like, actually, I had, like, it was the glue. Like, I know the formula for it. And she's supposed to be so smart. So that's also one of your first indicators. You're like, hmm. That doesn't seem right. Right. How do you know that? <laughs> and then, like you said, when they fly out the window, because it's like, come on, they're going to announce the winner. It's like, what? Vote. What? Vote. <laughs> Who and voted? That, that also feels very dreamlike, too. She can't you find like, her top. You know, <laughs> she can't find her top. She doesn't know, like, what vote? What's going on? <laughs> and the vote is most change for the better. Yeah. 
And the first time in history, it's a tie, and it's them. And it then is. it's like they're pulled away separately by after they mans. win by their by their respective men at this point. And then you get a whole seventy years later. So they're in their nineties. Yeah, and Michelle is in full like bouffants, like I glorious, glorious, like almost like Morticia Adams in red <laughs> um, and white was uh, the vibes I got. And I will say they at least accurately had the like video phone stuff. True. Like they yes. called that out they called very FaceTime. down. Yep, FaceTime. They they went there. And uh they're supposed to have been married to their respective mans. Mans And she calls and reaches out and Romy refuses until Michelle admits. Well, it didn't say that she was still with Billy, because that was Billy Jr. that answered. Oh, that's the phone. true. But Billy might have died. Yeah, true. That's what it sounds like. Not till you admit. I'm the Mary, and you're, you're the, the Rhoda. Rhoda. <laughs> I'm the Mary. I'm the Mary. <laughs> yeah, no, they do. <laughs> and, uh, and that would be totally you. That's your last thing is... Oh, yeah. <laughs> flicking somebody off. <laughs> it's on my deathbed. <laughs> Sounds about right. Yeah, and then you get where she is supposed to be hanging up the phone call, and it's horn honking, and that's when she actually wakes up and realizes... Like the bitch left bitch. her in the car, yeah. And at that point, you are, it's over, an, it's an hour into it. Because mm-hmm. I made sure I paused it and, like, wrote the, the running time there. Because uh, I was like, shit, yeah, like, a good chunk of this movie is this, the flashback stuff. Mm-hmm. But now we get to the real shit. The real stuff. The real reunion. And Romy, stupidly, still goes through with telling people that she invented post-its. Right. But in reality, we get the real reaction of how anyone, I feel like, would be if you told them that. Even during that time. They laugh in her face. Yeah. And like, it's sure you did. very awkward. It's, yes. It's so cringe. It's so cringe. It was and, hard to and watch. And like, then there's like, oh, I got a phone. Like, and all that. And you're like, oh, awkward. No. <laughs> so, apparently, uh, fun fact to throw in here. Uh, during this particular scene, there is a cut will ferrell scene oh will ferrell is a waiter and romy basically get drags a waiter into it like and she's like will you call my cell phone i guess like to make it seem like she was important or something something Mm -hmm. going on within the scene uh so she enlists a, a waiter to help her and then it's supposed to be them laughing at her so then it's supposed to be will ferrell's calling her like she wanted in the middle of her being humiliated in front of the a group basically and the director's saying that like so when we did the scene he was like, I thought it was funny. He was like, but the audiences just kept getting, like, more heartbroken and heartbroken and uh, heartbroken for her. <laughs> that he was like, I can't keep this whole scene. Like, because it just, like, gutted the audience instead of, like, making them find it funny. So they actually cut out most of that scene. Crazy. And they just had the awkward. Because, like I said, just that little bit, you're already yeah, like, like oh, oh, I feel so bad. And this is so embarrassing. And he didn't want you to stay down like that because, you know, you're going to get to the quirkier and quirkier kind of parts of the film. They're going to so. get their uh, comeuppance. Yeah, and just where the comedy, you know, gets uh, ramped up even a little mm. more. So he was like, I didn't want to bring everyone super far that down to try to bring, bring them up. up. Yeah, yeah. He was like, it wasn't going to happen. So yeah, there's a whole, I guess, Will Ferrell scene cut from this film. Mm, I'll have to look it up later. 
Right? And then Heather Mooney, that bitch, calls her out totally. I love the scene when Heather Mooney arrives and it's like the kind of like almost uh, like orchestra, like dun, 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 like <laughs> she knows, you know, the truth or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And she shows up. Yeah. And she ruins it. Because at that point, she's just looking for Sandy because mm-hmm. she realizes Sandy and Michelle aren't together, which where I'm like, you knew Michelle had no interest in him in high school. She Why would you not. think that? You know how people misconstrue things in their own head. Oh, for sure. So, uh, yeah, so she ruins the lie, which again, though, was a lie. Nobody actually, was going to believe no her. No one was anyway. going to believe her. But when you get called out on it in front of people, that's even worse. Oh, definitely. Definitely. I feel like Romy, though, still should have played it off at first when they're like, what do you do? And she'll be like, I invented post-its. And they start laughing like, no, really, what do you do? And we're like, ha, ha, ha. I'd be like, that's none of your business, Christy. <laughs> you could, that way you could maybe play it off of like you were being sarcastic. About, you were joking. Like, yeah. Like, oh, I invented post-its. Like, ha, like, I'm weird funny. <laughs> yeah. Especially when she called her out on stage and was like, I've been like, claim she invented I'm like, what? I'm like, ah, what are you talking I'm like, about? Oh, yeah, yeah. I would have laughed it off too. I'm like, yeah. oh, yeah, I invented post its. Ha ha Like, yeah, exactly. Like, like me, ha ha. You know, I couldn't invent post Like, that was the joke, Christy. I'm sorry you didn't get it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like I feel like that should have been. Never the way. let a bitch. <laughs> never let a bitch see you sweat. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, but of course she doesn't handle it that way. And Michelle's been showing up, like, talking to randos because <laughs> she's so upset still at Romy. Um, and eventually, though... Because Michelle likes who she is 100%. She don't give no shits what all these other people think of her. Exactly. And that's uh, that's the consensus you eventually get to as this reunion's going through. Romy's been looking for Billy, but again, ran into the A group, finds out that they've been married. Oh, he's supposed to be in real estate development and they're on baby number three Three. or something like that. As well as her little minion friends. They're all pregnant. And everyone's pregnant. Except for the one girl. Yes, Lisa. Yeah. And in the flashback, they show her giving um, a compliment about their clothes. Mm-hmm. Uh, in high school, because uh, like, oh, they made them themselves, like their prom dresses or something. And then now Lisa is supposed to be a fashion editor for Vogue. Um, so this is another fun fact I was going to wedge in here, like as we were in this moment in the scene, because apparently there was like those little references, I guess maybe. Um, but the whole fashion thing wasn't also a prominent thing in the script at all. As we mentioned that they didn't get their boutique, but it was because the fashion element really wasn't a part of their personalities mm-hmm. okay. or part of their story uh much and i guess the director kind of wanted to string that together too to give you the ending you know like i more like of it this, yeah. yeah cohesive kind of ending and kind of gives them that little bit of you know something of value in terms of like see they do you know they have their own thing you know they're not as shallow or as you know whatever mm-hmm. um so yeah that's what kind of encircled that so i thought that was pretty cool um yeah so you do get that moment where they finally meet up again because, again, I don't know why Romy just sits there, though, and just takes it. You exactly. know what I mean? Like, she's just, like, letting them, like, make fun of her, and she doesn't, like, stick up for herself very well. Um, and I guess that's where Michelle is at. It's because Michelle's not there. Yeah, exactly. Um, so Michelle does show up and kind of sees what's going on and does, like, kind of come to her rescue a little bit. And I love it just when she was like, well, we didn't get fat. And then she's like, we're not fat, we're pregnant. And she's like, well, I hope your babies look like monkeys. <laughs> Ooh, burn. 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 And yeah, 
And you established that, like you said, Michelle's always been happy with herself. And she even admits and tells, like, opens up to Romeo. I was like, I thought high school was a blast. Like, right. I had fun with you. Like, we did fun things. Like, I don't remember this, like, warped version of your high school. Like, even Michelle remembered kind of getting made fun of for her scoliosis. But she still didn't fucking care. Right. Like, she said... Because oh, she had a friend. Yeah. She like, she remembered that bummed out moment. But then she's like, you know, oh, Romy laughed it off. And they still, you know, had a great time. So, um, and that is the moment where they realize, like, we don't need to fucking, like, impress these people like that. And let's just be ourselves. And that's when the outfit change, of course. Yes. And they come back. Fabulous. And this is when they get the... Uh, I do love Romy's dress. In this one. It's both like of those dresses are looking. cute. Yeah. yeah. I like that they were both the same style of dress, but then, like, had the flair. Like you said, hers was a little more, like, silvery and, like, mm-hmm. the metallic. And then Michelle had, like, the floofy feathers. Floofy. And they, yeah. So, they like, their personalities. They get to tell Christy to fuck right off. I don't give a flying fuck what you I know. Think. And everyone's like, like ooh. Back when one fuck was a big deal. Yeah. <laughs> Like, look at that. And then Why she, you have to be such a nasty bitch. bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so it was good. Makes you feel good about, oh, if you could tell Ooh, that one yeah. mean girl off that was kind of mm. rude to you. I didn't really have one of those. If I did, or if there, I don't I'm remember. sure one existed in my grade or class or whatever. It didn't make enough but, effect on me for me to uh, No, I skipped a lot. Same, yeah. <laughs> so, Especially my senior year. Like I said, I think people were more kind of like scared of me maybe Yeah, I was bit. the weirdo. I think, uh, in yeah, high school, so yeah. So nobody really fucked with me. Yeah, I was, oh, I was the Heather Mooney. Like, yeah. <laughs> No one really... I had a popular older brother, too, though, so... Oh, that kind of helped in favor. No, but, uh, yeah, so we lead up to... They've kind of said their beef. They've done... They have, like... They've done this reunion right. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) One of the people comes up, like, going, Oh, my God, Sammy Frank just showed up in a helicopter! So he had to make a big entrance. Mm -hmm. And then you're like, Sandy Frank is a fucking dork. Like, what kind of loser? Like, he's like Mark fucking Zuckerberg bullshit. Like, I'm surprised they didn't show him show up with, like, a bottle of, like, baby, sweet baby rays or, like, <laughs> what? Have you not heard about that? No. Like, almost every photo of Mark Zuckerberg that he has done, like, professionally and stuff or, like, anywhere in his house, there's just, like, random bottles of sweet baby rays. Like, he's obsessed with this barbecue sauce. Weird. Yeah. And it's just like everywhere. It's really good barbecue sauce. I mean, it is. I like also prefer it, but it's just still. He likes to just, have it as a dipping. It's still weird that he's, he's like obsessed dipper. with it. And then, yeah, but anyway, Sandy Frank shows up in his helicopter and they were like, oh, he made some rubber for shoes. And like, they show his shoes and they were like platforms. <laughs> Which I thought was hilarious. Because I, no, that? Yeah, I didn't notice that. When he's like that, getting out of the like <laughs> helicopter and it shows him like walking and it kind of does it from like a, a like low shot yeah. and his shoes like it's just it looks like they're like so like I mean it looks like shoes now that would yeah. be popular now but yeah it was Shape like up. a super like big sole like <laughs> rubbery sole it was so funny and he just shows up immediately goes to Michelle and then Michelle's like hi like whatever like oh I know you're rich now and then this time he asked to dance this time Michelle has also kind of learned her lesson though but has she like is she just dancing with him because she knows he's rich now well and he's handsome now like I thought I think Alan Cumming is handsome but that's the thing he looked exactly how he did in high school he's he's just wearing a suit but he's wearing a suit and he's rich yeah I get it yeah I get it talk more eloquently yeah so he asked her to finally dance 
and only a Fromey can dance too. And he's like, of course. And then, and, <laughs> and then the weird dance. I loved it. Which to this day is one of the and weirdest scenes. And I still scenes. was like, this is why I love Sandy because he, no hesitation. Of course. <laughs> we will do this interpretive dance. Together. Together. <laughs> and it is weird. And it is every, like, when I did the director's I love about it, it's everything. And then yeah. they, they like, their heads and- on the, <laughs> And ends with her foot. It's so weird. It's so weird. Apparently, it took them like weeks to like get the choreography. Choreo- yeah, like it was like a whole thing. They went all in on it. I mean, it looks like something a child would choreograph. It does for their parents at living room. You know what I mean? Yes, that's exactly <laughs> what it feels like. And that's what they're going for. Nailed it was it. perfect. Yeah, <laughs> so it's such an awkward scene. No, I loved it. And I just also want to point out the rest of the Heather Mooney arc, though, too, because they do, like, implement that to where she does apologize for, like, ruining their lie and was like, oh, my God, like, I had no idea that, like, the A group was kind of giving you hell in high school because we basically find out that Heather felt like Romy and Michelle were her A group, essentially. Mm-hmm. And I love the the other quote where she's like, well, yeah, you had your long legs and your long hair and you're walking on your long legs, tossing your long hair. <laughs> like, <laughs> she's like, drove Sandy crazy, of course. You know, like, as an adult, she sees that. And then she feels like she didn't give anyone hell. And then you find out the girl she's always telling to fuck off. Hey, Toby, fuck and off. She's like, it really hurts my feelings. And she's like, tremendous, I'll sign your yearbook. <laughs> But uh, they had flashes, too, of you find out that Heather had invented the Lady Fair cigarettes with the cigarette quick Quick burning paper paper. because she would always run into this cowboy man who would just throw his fucking flick of cigarette butts at her. So she could light her cigarette. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So she runs into him. And it's Justin Theroux. Yes. Is that Every, name? Yes, I think so. And everyone like swoons over him because he is very handsome. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, he to me, he was also the most handsome man in the film. Uh, was the wise, cowboy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so you go, Heather. I know. And uh, I love that he talks about like, I was an asshole then. He was like, but I also had a stutter. Mm-hmm. And then when she's like talking to him and then his stutter comes back. And she like, like yeah, it's like, pushes but, it. Yeah, being pushy with him and stuff. Like, what the fuck is your like problem? Like, what are you going to do to me or whatever? Yeah. If you fuck with me. <laughs> I loved it. And he's like, <laughs> like stuttering again. So I love that scene too. Like, I like that they... She isn't a hugely prominent character. But I you know, also she love... comes in the beginning and the end, but you feel like she's a real big character in this because right. Janine Garofalo played the character well, so well. Well, she was sprinkled throughout it because she's still in the boutique at the end. Yeah, enough. Like, yeah, you know. to where you just really like her character. And, yeah, so they fly off with Sandy, and then you see Heather making out her uh, cowboy man she ran into. And this is where we get the conclusion um, where it's all... Tied up with a bow. Nice, nice Sandy bow. loans her the money to open her own boutique where she evidently sews all of these clothes herself. Apparently. Is what I'm assuming. And sells them. Yeah. And folds scarves and works the front counter. And it does it's just paint called... in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> and it's called Romy and Michelle. It's yeah. Name of their boutique. Yeah. And it shows Heather movie, uh, Heather movie, Heather, Heather Mooney, Mooney getting a, a dress and everything. And I like when they're like, oh, Heather's really like coming into her own or whatever. And she's like, yeah, she's like our baby, a giant baby that says shit a lot, yeah, smokes, smokes and says shit, shit a lot. <laughs> and that's pretty much how it is. Yep. Do you want to fold scarves? Okay. What did she say? Me too. With you. 
Oh yeah, with the they love doing that. Oh my mm-hmm. god, me too. Like I love how they're always like discovering new things about each exactly. other. Oh, I did like though when Heather Mooney saw Sandy again. She's like, "That's Sandy Frank. What the fuck was I thinking?" Yes. <laughs> She's just like the realest character, kind yeah. of. Yeah, like that's how actually all of this would be in real life. Right. Like you would go back and be like, "Oh my god, that was my high school crush." Right. Like, never mind. That was before Facebook, so you couldn't see them evolve. <laughs> so the ten years went by, and you're like, "Oh, yeah." But yeah, it's still ten out of a ten movie for me. Same. Yeah, I loved it. Always and forever. Always and forever. Forever. Yeah, no, it was uh, still good, still fun. I still remembered a ton of lines from it. Uh, it's still hugely quotable. Mm-hmm. Um, Always and forever, Stephanie. I'll dance with you, Romy. Oh, I'll dance with <laughs> you. Are you my Michelle? Am I Romy? I don't know. In this one, it's hard to figure out who would be who. Who would be who. I yeah. feel like I'm more Michelle and you're more... Romy, Romy, just because you kind of take charge a little more. Yeah, that might be. I'm drive a little, a little, little more. more the organizer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're usually the driver. It's probably good places. You know, I can do the Romy voice to I this. Nail it. <laughs> nail it. That is, when I was younger, I always thought Romy sounded so funny that that was the one impression I would always, like, if drive I'm doing more, the quotes. Yeah. yeah, I'm like, well, I got to really try using the Romy voice. I'm the Mary and you're the Rhoda. <laughs> I'm the Mary. <laughs> But yeah, it was still an enjoyable watch and yep. definitely one of my top tier, like, yeah, like friendship movies for sure. And it's just so fun. Like, it is what it is. It's like one of those movies where you take it at face value. There's nothing more, nothing less to it. I was still giggling all uh, yeah, the Yeah, like, it's just so silly. Like, mm-hmm. you, you, it's I feel a feel like you good comedy. can't not have a good time with it, if exactly. that makes sense with the yeah. double negatives. But you know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> can't not you yes. can't not have a good time with it like yeah like you're gonna have fun watching it like if my husband though when I'm like, he's like oh Romeo and michelle like eye roll because like you know it's, it's silly a total chick flick. but yeah it's still hilarious i think so mm-hmm. always always gonna be in the rotation mm-hmm. i will not wait another 10 years to watch it this time yeah right i still had to rent it though <laughs> i did I too like, damn it wasn't available anywhere no. to stream no i feel like i just saw it the other day somewhere probably and then probably went off Mm -hmm. because they heard me talking about it them well that was romy and michelle's high school reunion and that concludes friendsgiving Mm -hmm. so this will uh, come out right before thanksgiving so if you are in the the u.s a happy thanksgiving to you if you are not um i wish you a happy november (laughs) (laughs) happy fall happy fall autumn Um, I'm sure, I think there's even a lot of mid-autumn festivals going on, mm-hmm. um, all that kind of thing. Um, I know a lot of other countries have thanks, like Thanksgiving kind of days. I just don't know if all of them are in November necessarily. fest start. Yeah, a lot, a lot of, of places. And I'm sure a lot of Christmas fests are happening probably. Uh, and a lot of places kicking that off. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, we hope everyone really uh, enjoys the kickoff of the holiday season, basically. Right. Um, ha- happy Hanukkah. Happy Merry Christmas. <laughs> have a cool Yule. We got all them. Everybody's holidays. <laughs> everybody, up here. everybody up in here. I hope everybody has a great, great winter season. Well, um, I mean, I guess in the Southern Hemisphere, we're going into the summer for them. So, isn't that weird to think about? Would it not be so weird to have Christmas in the summertime? That would be really... That would blow my mind. That would blow my mind. Yeah. So, 
Literally I, the opposite side of the world. Yeah. I have a good summer. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> Weird to think about. <laughs> Just blows the mind a little bit. Yeah. Um, and like Jessica said, check out the Discord if you would like. You can always find us at Film Gazers on Instagram, on Facebook, on Twitter, or whatever the fuck X, I guess, is what it's called. Mm-hmm. Literally, I'm not going on there. I don't use that. I am thinking <laughs> of kind of transitioning us over to, I think it's called Threads. And that is basically Instagram's solution to Twitter. Oh, okay. Um, I don't know how many people are using it. Um, so give us a shout out. If you're on Instagram, let us know if you're using threads. Um, yeah, because I might just kind of permanently move us over there. I, like, again, I've never been a Twitter user, so Same. it's not really one of the things we've used. We are kind of part of a, a hashtag on there. But again, I'm just so bad about upkeeping on that particular <laughs> platform. Um, but again, that is where you can find the invite to the Discord. Yeah, and that's where you can find a little more info. Again, Jess said she's going to try to post a little more on there. Um, if my head would just quit fucking hurting long enough to give me time to do a little more, um, eventually I'll get there. Hopefully I'll mm-hmm. get that mini sewed up. I don't know. Don't hold your breath, guys. <laughs> uh, take it easy on yourself. Yeah. So we'll see how it goes. So let's just get through the holiday season. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll work on our questionable Christmas. Questionable theme. Christmas. So time to hit the dusty trail. Until next time. Later, taters. <laughs>